Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. I'm your host, Julian Domanski, and joining me as always is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey guys, how are you doing today? So it's getting really warm in Japan, isn't it? It's too warm. <laughs> I'm melting. <laughs> right. So you remember last summer,、mm. I introduced to you some Japanese English word. Uh, there was like a kitsune something about the, the, the summer rain. Kitsune no yomeiri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily be summer. Oh,、uh, yeah. That's just like a sunny day、uh, while it's raining. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been a bad student. I've, I, haven't, I haven't reviewed the words since. Oh,、uh, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I taught you many words. So、uh, I told you about aircon, right? Aircon.、Uh, well, like. Air conditioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, I've been using aircon almost every day、mm-hmm. for the last like, few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been quite warm, right? Yeah, it's it's like humid as well, right? Because、mm-hmm. it's rainy season. So right, right. it's just getting a bit, everything's getting a bit damp. <laughs> just, it's not very nice. <laughs> so we climbed on Mount Nokogiri a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that was a, that could be the best season. That was pretty nice, yeah. Right? It wasn't cold. It wasn't、mm. that hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it'll get worse towards July and August. So. Yeah. So,、um, yeah, for those poor people having to do like Olympics like, events. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Why would you want to you know, hold the Olympics during the hottest season of the year? Yeah. I mean, before the whole Corona thing, the. the The main argument against the Olympics was like, don't hold it in like the middle of the Japanese summer because it's yeah, just、exactly. unbearably hot, right? Yeah, it's like a torture. And it's, and it's like dangerous for the athletes.、Mm, it is. And like a lot of people were saying, like, especially like the track and field events where、mm-hmm. people are running for like, you know, long durations of time. Yeah. They were saying, like, oh, we should hold them in Hokkaido instead when it's much cooler.、Mm. Um, so, Relatively speaking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those summers are much cooler.、Mm. Although it's still hot. I, I, yeah, I've never been there.、Uh, I've actually never been there summer or at all for that matter. But、um, I would imagine you know, it's still in Japan, so it's not going to be that different. But、mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the further south you go, I've been to like Kagoshima in the summer,、mm. and I was just like, I was just dead.、Basically. Yeah, <laughs> even my hometown, Hiroshima, <laughs> it's really scorching hot during、mm. summer. So, yeah, Hokkaido is relatively better. Mm. And I think that's the reason why they're holding the marathon event、uh, in Hokkaido. Oh, they did actually move it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you didn't know? No, no. They th- made a decision quite a while ago. Oh, maybe that was before that. Corona. That was it, yeah. Because、mm. I think originally it wasn't supposed to be, and then people、mm. complained about it. But, right. Well, that makes sense. <laughs>、mm. Yeah, so anyway, so for those of you who haven't seen our Mount Nokogiri video, go check it out on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash、uh, Japan Pro. Yes, please do. It's、mm. one of my favorites for cinematic I think、views. so. Yeah, it's got so many great, really dynamic cinematic drone shots.、Mm. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> And on contrary to that,、mm. uh, we'll be releasing quite the ridiculous, fun video this Saturday, right?、Uh, yeah, so we bought and tried the,、uh, the most extreme monster sized pot ramen,、mm. instant ramen in Japan. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. It's like the Cho 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 Cho, which means like super, 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 super. Petamax. Petamax, yeah. I don't, what does Petamax mean? I couldn't quite understand that. I don't know. I didn't feel、so、like that was really like a word. Yeah, maybe it's a made, <laughs> made up word, but、um, 
maybe it's beyond Gigamax or oh, like a petaflop. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, or a yeah, gigaflop something like that. So uh-huh. it's, oh, peta. Mm. Oh, that's a good. That's a good uh, guess, actually. I'm just guessing, but <laughs> I think that's probably right. Actually, yeah. <laughs> but in any case, it's ridiculously big, mm. and the portion is meant to be for six people, right? Yeah, and it's over four thousand calories. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's just so much endless yeah. amount of noodles. Yeah, and I'm sure, like you know, you guys at home tried a an instant rum before. They're mm. good for a quick snack, but they, they're not really what you consider like a main meal. Mm-hmm. So when you eat like way too much of it, you just start to feel a bit, I don't know, worse for wear. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So we invited our friend Christian mm. and three big men tried to finish, you know, eating it. <laughs> so yeah, hope you can check the video this Saturday mm. and, you know, see how it went. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, so on to our main news topic of the week. The Japanese government develops an app that can detect if foreign nationals' residence cards are fake. Last December, the Immigration Bureau of Japan released an application on its website that allows you to check the authenticity of a foreigner's residence card using just a smartphone. Residence cards are issued to foreigners who have stayed in Japan for three months or longer. There are currently over 2.58 million cardholders in the country. This new residence card reading app can read the IC chip of the card via a phone's NFC reader and check whether or not it is counterfeit. The app was developed by NTT Data at a cost of 84 million yen and is expected to be used mainly by businesses considering employment of foreigners and financial institutions. Reasoning behind the app's development was the increasing number of forged residence cards being reported. In 2015, the figure was 369, but in 2018, it had almost doubled to 620. However, it is not known how it is currently being used and criticism is gathering online that anyone is able to download the app and check a person's credentials. The Secretary General of NGO Human Rights Now, Kazuko Ito, criticised the Immigration Bureau saying, isn't it fair to assume that the app has a potential to promote discrimination? Regarding the fact that the Immigration Bureau did not conduct hearings with third parties such as foreigners, support groups or lawyers when developing the application, Ito-san stated, We should listen to the opinions of regular residents and make policy decisions carefully. We should reconsider whether we need to distribute it to all citizens. Yeah, so this is um, an issue, I guess, that I first saw on Twitter, actually. It Mm. didn't really hit the main main news for a while. Mm. Um, It kind of just like crept out of nowhere. And Mm. and then I guess like more and more foreign residents in Japan started noticing uh, the app being promoted Mm. and... uh, yeah, it seems like it. I mean, to be honest, like I didn't even know about this new story until you told me. Mm. And unfortunately, in many cases, for whatever new stories that have, you know, that have to do with foreign residents in Japan, mm. Japanese locals don't even hear about them. Yeah, yeah. And this is just one example. Mm. I mean, you know, we could find some tweets in Japanese mm. about this issue. But still, I would say 99% of the Japanese locals don't even hear about this. I think so, yeah. I mean, I think I first heard this issue about two weeks ago, but I just heard like the concept of the app. And I heard you know, a few people on, uh, on Twitter complaining. Mm. Um, but you know, doing research for this episode, I found like a couple of tweets from some Japanese politicians from like two days ago. Mm. So it seems like it's just like in the last few days, it's kind of been leaking into that kind of area. Um, the couple of politicians that I saw posting about it uh, were from the uh, Shaminto, which I believe is the Social Democratic Party mm-hmm. in Japan. 
Um, so, I mean, as you'd expect, it's kind of like the left wing side that is uh, objecting the use of this kind of app. Mm. Um, as to be expected, right, once you kind of uh, think about um, some of the issues that it could potentially raise. Mm. But it's always a bit tricky when you look at Twitter. And, and obviously, we don't just use Twitter as our main source of information, but it's good. It's a good way to gather people's inform- um, people's opinions. Mm. Um, but there tends to be this kind of like uh, gaijin bubble mm-hmm. that I see on Twitter quite a lot. And it's like an echo chamber, you know, um, mm-hmm. because Japanese people are not coming in to talk, right? Because it's all in English generally. Mm. Um, and it's not that there are no Japanese people that can talk English, obviously, but it's, you know, it just tends to be like foreigners discussing with foreigners. In English and yeah. some Japanese people only discussing in Japanese. Exactly right. right. So th- there's always a bit of a divide in the conversation. I'd say so. And, and that, that can always be a problem, obviously. Mm. Yeah, o- overall, I mean, there are some technicalities to this issue, mm. but overall, I think the biggest issue is that the fact that this app is available to anyone. That seems to be yeah. the biggest issue. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, I think so. But other than that, I think the intention, like I, I at least see the intention mm. uh, of the government or mm. the immigration agency to develop such an app. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and... There is a demand for it um, because I checked the numbers yesterday and it's estimated that over 80,000 foreigners are illegally staying in Japan today. They either illegally entered the country in the first place mm. or uh, their visas expired, but, mm. you know, still staying in the country. They just never left. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in total, there are over 2.6 million foreigners in the country. Mm. So, yeah, considering that... Um, Roughly 3% of the foreigners in Japan are staying illegally. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I had the same thought um, because the the original article that I quoted for the main story, obviously, they mentioned um, in 2018 there were 620 cards Mm. ported, right? But those obviously the only people that got caught. Exactly. So that's the issue. And I think that's, that's the number a lot of people... Uh, on Twitter are, are clinging on to. Mm. They'd be like, oh, there's like two and a half million foreigners and that, you know, 620 is like 0.02% mm, of that mm, number, mm, right? Mm. But like you're saying, mm. 80,000 people estimated because mm. they're illegal, right? So it's hard to have a, an exact number. Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> only estimated, mm. you know, uh, there could be more or it could be a bit, bit less. Yeah, but yeah. I'd imagine uh, if it's the official number from the government, mm. it's more or less accurate. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but anyway, like 3%, hard to say whether that's a big number or not, right? I'd say it's kind of like borderline. Borderline, it's, it's, right? It's like becoming a problem, mm, I would say. Um, I think yeah. so. It's about, you know, one out of 30 people, mm. right? Or a bit less, but yeah, still. <laughs> Yeah. I was checking some like blog articles mm. uh, from convenience owners. Mm. And as you notice, as a matter of fact, uh, many convenience in Tokyo today, mm. the majority of them are foreigners, right? Especially in the central areas. Yeah, yeah. in the central mm. areas. Yeah. So at least some of them have seen those fake IDs mm. and caught them. Mm. And the thing is that from the business owner's standpoint, if they hire any illegal like aliens or uh, foreigners, mm. uh, then they will also be punished mm. with or without knowing the the fact that those are fake IDs. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be sent to prison uh, for up to three years mm. and or pay uh, the fine up to three million 
yen. Yeah. That's about 30,000 US dollars. Yeah. Wow. So it's quite serious. Three years in prison is, mm. I mean, I can understand the fine is, it's not a small amount of money, mm. but for a business, you know, you mm. might, you might have that money to, to, That's to not pay. That's impossible. Right? right. But yeah, for the owner to, to do that. I mean, mm. it, it kind of reminds me of the issue of like, I mean, this is not just in the UK, but many countries, you know, like underage drinking. Mm. Many teenagers will get like fake ID so they can go to the pub and drink. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if the bar or the, the pub is caught serving the people with fake mm-hmm. ID, even mm-hmm. if they believe it's real, mm-hmm. it's their fault that they get charged. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. It's kind of similar in mm. that regard. Yeah. And I think that's maybe an aspect that a lot of people aren't considering, mm. you know, is that for businesses, especially things like convenies, where they tend to rely on foreign um, labour a lot even, of the time. And even some restaurants, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Yeah, so when I was doing some more research, I found another article in Japanese for a company or group called Daichi Sogo, which appears to be a like a lawyer's or solicitor's uh, company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, they've provided like a full like detailed explanation of like, um, you know, what, is causing um, resident, fake residence cards, mm. the, the stats on the crime and stuff. Um, and I mean, they even claim like the first sentence is a uh, fake residence cards have become a social issue. Mm. It's quite a strong statement to mm. open the whole thing. Right? I'm not, mm. not going to read it because it's super long, but mm, like, mm, mm, um, yeah, I kind of skimmed through it and it's basically like a and a And I think it's aimed at like, you know, Japanese business owners, if they're unsure as to like what to do about certain situations, mm. I guess this, they can read this. And then if they have problems, they can contact this, uh, this agency mm. for some support. Mm. But, you know, it, it's not a, a new issue. It doesn't appear, you know, it's not like something mm. that just suddenly happened. Mm. Um, and it's probably something that people are always always concerned about mm. yeah because i've checked some blog posts and um you know seeing the pictures of like com- comparing fake ids and the real ids mm. and they almost look identical mm. it's, it's really hard to tell which one is real and fake mm. unless you're an expert and even the numbers that are stated on those ids mm. are based on like real ids mm. so even if you kind of like type in the id number on the immigration agency's website, mm. they they still like they show it's valid. Mm-hmm. So, which means like checking the number isn't like ID number isn't enough. Mm. But um, you need to check the IC card as mm. well. So I'm not sure like how this app works exactly. Mm. But at the end of the day, what I'm concerning is that it may create the wrong impression. Uh, to some people that many of these residence cards are fake. Yeah. Still, it's it's minority, right? As a matter of fact, most foreign residents in Japan are living in Japan legally. I mean, of course, it's, yeah. it's totally legit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just afraid that some Japanese people that are not really aware of this issue uh, may think that this this problem is like much bigger than it actually is. Yeah, I mean, that's always the concern, right? And I think that that's what leads to like many, I mean, lots of different countries. That's what leads to like, you know, xenophobic groups mm. who like really, they always like completely misunderstand the numbers, mm. you know? So like, as I'll give an example from the UK, we have um, a group called the BMP, which is the British Nationalist Party. Mm. And they're always just like sharing completely unfounded numbers. Mm. And they're saying things like Britain for the British and 
they blame every problem on foreigners, mm. you know. So, <laughs> but it's always just like completely unfounded. And the, the the problem with groups like that is that they never check the facts. They just kind of like like to cherry pick. So I feel like even without this app, there are Japanese people who would believe such things about foreigners, mm-hmm. regardless, right? Mm-hmm. This will just give them another reason to feel the way they do. Mm-hmm. But if this app didn't exist, they just find a different excuse. I think so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I feel for those people, they just can't be helped. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, it's it's pretty much always the minority, the very small minority. I agree because mm-hmm. I've never personally met anyone like that. I've just seen them mainly vocal online. That's that's a good point. You know, in reality, I believe most Japanese locals are respectful to foreigners. Yeah, and I don't think this app will really have an impact on the way be you know way we behave. Mm. There's always a few exceptions, but, you know, as you say, but in general, I don't think, you know, some of us all of a sudden start asking people on the street, you know, randomly on the street <laughs> and, hey, you know, show your residence card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not going to happen, you know. And for some or a very few people that do, yeah, they do it anyways. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even from the legal standpoint, you know, having a new app that can check the authenticity of the IDs. Like, doesn't grant us any rights to check your IDs, right? Mm. That's a, you know, completely different story. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I've actually downloaded this app Mm. um, because I have, you know, I have a Zyru card. Oh, interesting. Um, So, um, yeah, I know you've always had your suspicions, Yasu, so I'm going to prove to you now. Um, Yeah. Oh, you noticed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're always always looking at me weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was always, always nervous. Um, But it's really Mm. simple. And actually, the the app is in Japanese and English. So, Mm. like, if anyone wants to check their own card, for any mm. reason mm. Um, basically you open it up and the first thing it does it shows you this window here and it just says step one enter the the, card, the number is that the app or it looks like a browser yeah it's a very simple app it's just you oh, literally you, okay. you open up the app and it goes straight to this screen oh I see so it just says step one enter the um, serial number or the the residence code which mm. is on the here on the top uh, right okay so it's like a 12 digit number you put that in mm. uh, you press next and then it asks you to use the NFC chip uh-huh. Kind of like you'd use like the uh, wireless pay, right? Right. So there's a chip in the card. So um, oh wow, yeah. When it when you line them up, it makes a little noise, and then you just hold it there until it reads. Wow, the information. It's, it's quite yeah. impressive. But it's just the same as you use like Suica, you know, when you go through yeah, the train yeah, station, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then all it does it shows you a picture of your card. Mm, and let us check whether these yeah. are identical. And it matches, right? Yeah, because. Mm. Obviously, w- when they issue you the card, mm. they scan it and actually keep a copy mm. in their database, right? Mm. So it shows you the image in the database that is mm. linked to that serial number. Mm. So, yeah, if someone just like gave you a fake card with a fake number, but mm. they stole the number from somebody else, right? The picture and the card won't match. Right. But that's all it does. It doesn't It doesn't tell you. Yeah, like, it doesn't give you any extra personal information. Yeah, there's no like blood type or like. You know, like personal measurements. Yeah, so, you yeah, know, like, yeah. There's nothing like, it's literally mm. just like, it shows you a picture of the card. Mm. And then it just says like, it's fine or it's not fine. It's like the two little, the marks that's oh, up here, right? Oh, interesting. So it says like, uh, falsification verification mm. is tick is fine. And issuer verification tick is fine, mm. right? So just two checks and... Um, Seems fair. And that's it, right? And then yeah. there's no other options on this page. Mm. It, just, it just says return to the first page. Oh, but who's the, who's the guy in the picture? I don't know. He looks like some kind of, yeah, he, he looks suspicious. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, the picture, my own picture of my own card. Mm. So obviously I know that, you know, I received it from the, the Bureau. I know it's real. 
And it's just like a, just a scanned copy of my card. Right. So. Yeah. So now we know the app works fine mm. and it seems totally legit in the yeah. sense that it doesn't, you know, offer anyone any extra personal information. Right. Mm. Yeah, and I saw this one tweet uh, by a Japanese guy uh, called Seikyo. Um, mm. So it's, this is written in Japanese, but I'm pretty sure the translation is as follows. Um, he's just saying, like, for those people like opposed to this this solution, uh, what would what what would you suggest? What what would you rather happen? Mm. And he says, like, there are already apps where you can check the uh, unten menkyo, sure, mm. like you know driver's, driver's license. license, yeah. Um, and he says those are completely like normal and anyone can use them. Mm. And this is no different, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just says it's, you know, it's very convenient for anyone that wants to check the the validity of a card like that. Mm. And, you know, when I read that, I, I was just thinking like, yeah, I completely understand. Mm. It's, it, again, it's the question of like, who, who, who has access to that data? Mm-hmm. But just the app existing, I don't think is such a big problem. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the bottom line is that, in my opinion, the immigration authorities should take applications from mm. those who need, really need to use the app. Yeah. And, you know, grant permissions to use the app only if they really need to. Yeah, mm. I completely agree. I think, I think that's the most logical um, solution to, mm. to the problem that's cropping up. And I think the biggest, from what I can see, like, you know, on Twitter and talking to people that I know, the biggest issue just seems to be, like you already mentioned, that it's available to the public, mm. which just seems a bit unnecessary. Yeah, so, you know, as a, a foreign national living in Japan with a Zairu card, I guess I would still kind of be personally offended if someone walked up to me in the street mm. and asked me, of course. <laughs> you know, let me check your card. But I obviously, yeah. I just don't feel like I definitely wouldn't let them. You know, I'd probably feel a bit annoyed afterwards, but, you know, I just refuse. Mm. Um, but, you know, for anyone applying for a job and having your card checked, you know, I've had a couple of jobs in Japan and they always like want to see your passport and they always want to see your Zyru card anyway. Mm. Not that I don't think they were checking it before. They were just making a copy of it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see if that's the case right? for a job. Mm. Then what is the big deal? M- maybe I'm not understanding people's concerns, but. I mean, like technically, I think if you own the proper uh, you know, formal like residence card, mm. then um, you'd rather want them to confirm the authenticity of it because mm. that would kind of like uh, separate you from those who are using fake IDs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, in reality, I don't really see a downside to it. Yeah, mm. I think so. So um, I mean, yeah, the, the app's out there now. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but um, I'll be interested to see in the future, if it kind of gets pulled down and then, you know, goes the route like how you suggested, having mm. it only available to kind of permitted people after mm-hmm. like applying mm-hmm. for access. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that wraps up our news story for the week. So let's move on to word of the week. Okay, so as always, I'm going to introduce to you a wase-eigo or Japanese English word. Mm. Not sure if you've ever heard of this, but um, yeah, <laughs> Let, let's try yeah. as always. So the word of the week is blind touch. Blind touch. <laughs> so it sounds like that band Blind Guardian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
Blind touch. Sounds mysterious, right? Okay. Uh, my mis- my initial thought for like the general category is it a sports term? Mm. Sounds like a baseball word. Mm. No, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sports. So it's like blind touch. Blind touch. So blind in Japanese just means blind, right? I think, I, I don't really, I don't think I've ever mm, heard it mm, used Oh, way. yes, yes. But it, mm. okay, I'm just getting katakana, but touch. It, it has the same meaning. I think touchy, it can mean like touch, right? To touch like a screen or something. Mm-hmm. But like touch. Yeah, touch means to touch. Like, but a, like a connection, maybe? Some kind of connection. Oh, so in this case, this, yeah. this may be the first hint, but uh, it's physical. Okay, I got an idea. Uh, mm. So is it like, you know, like everyone's like walking around on their phones nowadays. They do mm. like aruki smaho, mm. you know, and then like you walk around in the station and because uh. you, you're not looking where you're going uh. and they're just walking into each other. Oh man, that was so close. Oh really? I was, I was quite impressed uh, before you say the last part. Oh, but, okay. Oh, so mm. I was very, oh, okay. Something to do oh, so- with technology so they're like touching their devices but they're not looking where they're going i think yes that's almost the correct answer all right that's the best i got <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 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 i i mean that was quite interesting so oh, okay uh the original meaning mm. of uh, blind touch is to kind of like type on your laptop or uh, type your keyboard without looking at the keyboard oh like touch typing touch typing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay so but you, you mentioned smartphone, smaho. Mm. So that is also blind touch in a mm. way because uh, most people can type things like without looking at the smartphone. Yeah, screen, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's essentially the same thing, I would say. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about it, but yeah, I've never learned the phrase for like touch typing in Japanese. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think this term was born more than. 20 years ago, mm. uh, when the original like Windows 95 or 98 mm. came out, there was a big divide between people who can do the brain no touchy yeah, yeah. and those who can't. Oh, I see. And yeah, when I was a kid, it was so funny. Like people <laughs> that could do uh, brain, blind mm. touch were considered like really like advanced like uh, computer, computer, meta human, and all those like uh, middle aged men, yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, you know, like they just keep looking at the one, one finger at a yeah, time, yeah, one finger at a time, <laughs> and they, they just you know complain how inconvenient they, they are, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can, I've seen you typing before, you can do it right, but of course, on a, on a phone, right? I yeah. can't, I can't do it on a phone, it's too small. True. But I make too many mistakes. Mm. I don't say I stare at the keyboard, but I do look at it quite often. Uh, actually, yeah, when I think about it, you're right. I feel like the room for error is too small. Because yeah, like yeah. like a keyboard, like the, my laptop's in front of me right now, right? Mm. Each key is like bigger than one fingertip. Mm. It's very difficult. You know, once you've gotten used to it, it's very difficult to miss the key you intend to hit. Yeah, I mean... Sorry, I think you're right, but that <laughs> makes your answer wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's not for smartphones. Oh, okay. Yeah, just for uh, computer keyboards. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, because as you say, I, uh, most people look at the screen when they type on their smartphones. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, half the problem is the keyboard is on the screen, right? So you, mm-hmm. you are literally looking at it. Mm-hmm. But I guess you see it as like two halves, the bottom half with the keyboard and the top half. 
where the text appears, you know? Mm, 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 but, mm, mm. Oh yeah, true. But true. I feel like younger people definitely, mm. you know, based on like the, if like the first phone you ever had was a touchscreen, mm. probably by now, mm. you know, because we, we had like the original mobiles, right? Where like mm. it was physical buttons mm. and they were really tiny, but more like, because you can feel them. I could. I yeah. Could, I mean, you know, it just reminds me of Blackberries. Yeah. That I used to use. But yeah, I could I could do that without looking because mm. it was a physical button. Mm. But without the without the feel of the curve of the button, mm. can't do it. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, and young people don't really have smaller hands, right? <laughs> well, if they're really young, they do. <laughs> <laughs> True, real young. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like as you become a teenager and stuff. Uh. But but you know, it's just I think what I mean is like they don't have the experience of holding like a BlackBerry. Mm. So. They just got used to it, you know, and like, everybody adapts to what they're given, right? So mm, more or less, mm, but mm. yeah, interesting. So you guys, like in Japanese, you use the word typing, right? Mm-hmm. So why not like tachi typing? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, typing is another word, but yeah, that's a good question, <laughs> which I don't have answer. I feel to. like there should be like a like a term called like uh, like agophobia, mm. where like. Japanese people are terrified of using the same word as the English people. Mm. So they have to think of a completely convoluted way to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you ended up with all these words. <laughs> I mean, I can't really disagree. You know? <laughs> Sometimes like, it's too much of a big word yeah. to directly make you know, English words into katakana. Yeah. So I mean, it's always very logical. Blind touch makes sense. I got no problem with that. Mm. But like, we already had a word, touch typing, right? Mm. And touch and typing are both used in Japanese. Mm. That's where I don't get the, the the need to change it. Me neither, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was also thinking about another thing for this week's show. Yeah, so, uh, for example, do you know the movie called Wild Speed? Wild Sp- Oh, that's uh, Fast and Furious, right? Yeah, yeah. Wild and Speed. Wild and Speed, <laughs> And I, I think what happened is that fast is fine, yeah. you know, and is fine. Yeah. But furious, mm. like there is no Japanese, uh, uh, okay. I mean, in, in, not in katakana. Yeah, yeah. And even if you say furious, like no one really knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why they had to come up with something different. Ah, uh, yeah. And they ended okay. up with wild speed. Yeah, because I hear like wild dog gets used for like when a guy's a bit crazy, right? Uh-huh. Like um, they're like, oh, that guy's out of control or like uh-huh. he's like a party animal or I guess there's lots of context. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I hear it a lot in like TV shows and stuff. Uh-huh. Like when there's like a crazy character, they always uh-huh. call him wild. Mm. And we use that in English in the same way. But I feel like maybe in English we have lots of other ways to say it. But um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blind touch. Blind touch. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, um. Yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of this week's episode. <laughs> Whichever platform you're listening to us on, make sure you're subscribed for a brand new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. So we're also releasing new videos every week on our YouTube channel. So search for youtube.com slash japanpro and find us there. Okay, everyone. So stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, yeah, next time you're writing a message, see if you can blind touch. And uh, yeah, let us know how you get on. (laughs) And be sure to check back next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. Mm